Hi, welcome to Splits and Squats. I'm Ash. And I'm Chloe. This week we are talking all about Ash. Yes, my favourite subject. We talk about how I got into swimming when I was young, me then going to university in America, joining the Royal Marines once I'd left, and what I want to do in four weeks' time when I have left the Royal Marines. Make sure you head over and follow us on Instagram. I am at CR Sports Massage and Ash is at CR Perform. And if you haven't already, make sure you like and subscribe to this podcast and drop us a message on our relevant Instagrams. Tell us what you like, what you didn't like and what you'd like to cover, uh, what you'd like us to cover next time. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoy this episode. So where did all your activeness, active life start? Ah, oh, um, I was I was a very hyperactive child. I was my mum was just trying to throw me into any activity possible to keep keep my active well my hyperactivity down and try to calm me down at, at, at all costs. But I don't think it helped. It just made me more hyper, and because I was then eating more, and I then had more energy to burn off. <laughs> so, what sort of things was your mum getting you into? Like, what specifically were you doing? Well, it, it could be anything. So, as you know, Tewksbury's got a medieval festival. We went to that every year, and she'd just throw me into like the circus area. I think she was hoping that I'd run away with the circus, <laughs> but really, like I, I ended up learning how to juggle, walk on the tightropes, everything like that. I just spent the whole weekend there, well, probably while she was getting drunk. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so she was juggling into everything. So, what sort of activities was she throwing you into with, with like, with school and stuff? Then, what sort of outdoor activities were you doing? Um, well, when I was at um school I was doing uh, quite a lot of athletics I did cross country but the the main one obviously that took priority of my whole life uh, ended up being swimming yeah so how did you get in swimming where did it start what sort of things were you doing give us the where did you start out so I, I I started properly swimming when I was seven. Like that's when I joined Juicy Swimming Club. Yeah. Um, but before that, I'd all, always done, you know, like the little frosties badges that you get, like your twenty-five meters and all that. It's oh to, my god! To sew on your towel. I have so many of them. I was so <laughs> proud. Okay, so in year five, I was the only girl. I was the first girl to swim in the big pool. Cascade I was the only girl and I was the first girl to get her like 1,500 meter badge that's decent I know good effort teeny tiny (laughs) so when when I was working through all of those badges um there there was always the the big kids that came in afterwards that were that were the swimming club and ever since I was really young I was always like adamant I wanted to be part of Chiefs Swimming Club and so I think it was either seven or eight. That's when I started swimming with them. So is that sort of when your competitive swimming started? I don't know if you can compete at that young age, but that's that's when I started swimming well, I guess a lot. The swimming and, clubs um, sort of get you into it, don't they? When yeah, you're I, I think competition started maybe at like 10 or 11. That's um, still quite young. Yeah. And um, I, I, I first made, um, it was really weird. I, I remember my coach like lied about my, uh, my time to enter me into a county level meet. And I think my, my 100 meter time was like a 114 and it needed to be, um, sorry, 100 meter freestyle time was like a, a 114 and it needed to be like a, a minute 11 to be able to enter. 
So he, I remember him saying, oh, you, you can easily get a, um, under 110, um, one minute 10 for this event. So I'm going to enter you, uh, you're going to be the slowest person, but you can get in and go and go. And I remember yeah. I was in the very first heat and it must have just been like the nerves and the anticipation of like getting into this level competition. But I then took 10 seconds off my time and ended up winning my age <laughs> from the very first heat. And so I, I just obviously I just needed the, the, the crucible of competition to ignite that fire. So and did you really like, that... did you like competing? Is that like what you liked to do? That's why you swam or? I don't I, I can't really remember back then I think it was just something to channel channel my focus um and like I said all of my hyperactivity mm. and um and yeah it, it really works like I, I did manage that was like the one thing when I was young that I was able to focus on <laughs> that's fair enough so did that sort of carry on through like secondary school was it more competitions just up in your levels what sort of thing were you doing then yeah so obviously when when you're young you start up you can't you you don't swim that many hours but getting into secondary school I was swimming um, <clears throat> Monday morning Tuesday morning Tuesday evening Wednesday morning Wednesday evening Thursday morning Thursday evening Friday evening maybe Friday morning as well and a Saturday wrong a Sunday thrown in as well just for good measure <laughs> I was yeah. um and until until 13, I was also playing rugby as well. Um, but my, uh, I'd go swimming and then go rugby afterwards. And then when I progressed to the next level of swimming, the, the training times were at the same time. So I had to make a decision then. So that's, um, that's when I chose to continue with my swimming. That is a that. lot. <laughs> yeah. That is a lot. Like, Especially with school full time as well. With school, being a teenager, growing... Your poor mum, yeah. food bills must have been sky high. Yeah, um, she she used to start, well, when I got to about 15, 16, and I was looking to go on training camps abroad and stuff like that, she started trying to fundraise these, um, these events by making people at her work my breakfast sandwiches. <laughs> and no one could finish what I was eating because um, I, I remember there, I used to have like, four eggs four bacon four sausage hash brown all that stuff on homemade bread and, wow. and my mum was selling those at work and everyone loved them she'd do it on like a friday so it wasn't every day she wasn't making overture or obese or anything like that <laughs> but but that's just the standard thing that i needed to consume just to get through a standard day at school yeah that's a lot so obviously you then got everyone everyone makes fun of me because they remember yeah, sorry, carry on. I think on. we got a little bit of a lag. We did. Uh, so um, back in school, uh, um, at, like break times, I used to eat just two packs of biscuits, like custard creams or jammy dodgers or anything like that, just to be able to get calories in. It was yeah, mad. Yeah, it's an issue, isn't it, when you're like growing and like, you need all this stuff. It sort of becomes an issue getting it, getting it all in. You end up having like millions of meals a day. So from school and stuff, you obviously got scholarships to different universities, didn't you? So how did that yeah. come about? Where did you go? Did you want to get started? So I think, I think for swimming, it's the easiest way to get scholarships. And hopefully this website's still up because it's, it's an amazing way to do things. So there's a website called berecruited.com. 
Yeah. And with swimming, it's so arbitrary. You just look at times like it doesn't really matter about maybe finesse in football or your skills in rugby or something like that. It's just how quick can you cover these, these distances? So I put in my times into this website and um, I started getting offers from some from some schools. Yeah. Um, and also my swimming coach was off to do the world coaches conference in San Diego at the time. Yeah. So it was just before I was 17 and I flew out there and met him and I, um, I, I just sat outside the lectures of the coaches that I aspired to go to their universities. Yeah. And as they were coming out, I was speaking to the likes of, um, for anyone that knows swimming, uh, coach Hawk, um, Greg Troy and all that. And um, I, the, the people that, when I stopped them, when I was speaking to the coach at USC, he, University of Southern California, uh, um, he, he turned around and said, well, with those times, we'd usually only be able to offer you a 50% scholarship. But because you've had the balls to come out here, we can give you 75, maybe 80%. I was just about but to say, school- that's, that's some big ball balls at 17 to go all the way to America. <laughs> Uh, you want me that's that's some big bubbles you got (laughs) that's that's a lot yeah it's um it's something I wanted to do so just having the opportunity to go and see them that that was amazing yeah and while we were out there um the coach that was coaching me uh there was a coach attending that from a university in America that actually used to swim for Chooksby Swimming Club um so we we met with him yeah we met with him and he ended up offering me a really good, um, really good scholarship for a program that was just starting. So that that's what took me to the University of New Orleans. That's such a random place to go as well. When people say, "Oh, I studied in America," I think you just think of like Harvard. And so, how was your life in New Orleans? Was it how was it? I've never been to America. I really want to go to America at some <laughs> point. How was life in New Orleans? New Orleans is. It's amazing. It's a completely different beast. Um, the, the the thing that sums it up the most, I think, it, this is the fact I like, um, the roads in New Orleans are so bad because they didn't want to change the, the state drinking age from 18 to 21. And so they were fighting federal law for so long that federal, like the US government just said, right, we're not going to pay for you to get your roads fixed until you change this. <laughs> and they still fought it and the road just got worse and worse and worse and they eventually they're like all right maybe we'll bring the age back up but it was the damage is done like you can't recover those roads we, so they just keep boozing it's hoofing it's so that's good brilliant. <laughs> that's so funny yeah. we used to get into clubs showing library cards because their job was to check a card not the id wow yeah. So whilst you were at uni, what was your goal? Were you there for a certain purpose, certain reason? Did you have a goal? Like, I want to get to this level with your swimming. What sort of things were driving you then? So, yeah, every, um, I think every individual athlete, maybe even athletes that go on teams, their goal is like the Olympics. Um, the and early on, early on, I worked out that the, pro- well, the prime age for swimmers 22 at the Olympics you get some weirdos like Michael Phelps that just compete all he's the time. He's old, isn't he? Um, I think his last Olympics, he was like 36. Wow. Um, For any athlete, that is very old. Yeah. Um, so the goal was the Olympics. And I worked out that 
if I went to uni in America, because it's a four year course, that would take me to 2012, which was when I was making the plans. I didn't know at the time it was London. I, I was hoping to go somewhere better. <laughs> but um, though, doing your first olympics in your home country that's that's, that's yeah so that, that that was the goal that all the training was focused towards making the olympics in 2012 and obviously making the university team first of all to go to a conference which is like um when you see in sports you got the conference and then you got nationals and stuff yep. like that um first of all to make the conference team and then do well at conference and then make nationals if if you make the qualifying cuts uh so that that was what was driving me at university out there nice and I assume at university you were almost swimming if not more than you were a few years earlier in secondary school yeah yeah so we um geez at New Orleans I remember we were doing Monday Tuesday Thursday Saturday morning and every afternoon uh, throughout the week, we'd have Saturday afternoon off and sometimes we'd have a Sunday session. But that, that would usually be active recovery. But the, these weren't getting another splash. Like we, you're looking at at least 7,000 metres a session. The majority of them were 10 to, 10 to 11,000 metres. I think we, uh, well, I was talking to one of the lads earlier and we were, we were usually tri- like in peak week. Um, which is like a high point in training. Obviously, we were doing about one hundred twenty thousand meters a a week, <laughs> plus dry lands, plus you wouldn't running. Get a cyclist doing that with you in their training, they surely would not do that much. So yeah, they do. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, okay. but the the fact that you're doing that in the pool, it it takes that much. Like, there's four times more resistance. Yeah, in you're using water your whole body, aren't you? Yeah, not just riding a bike. Yeah that's mental <laughs> yeah yeah you've got to be some special kind of weird to spend 20 years of your life just staring at the black line in your pool <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah awesome so what else are you getting up to in america like because you just studied somewhere else as well didn't you as well as new orleans is that right yes so after two years at new orleans um they decided to get rid of the athletics program for budget cuts. So I ended up transferring to a school uh, just outside Miami called Nova Southeastern University, which is an amazing like private school, ridiculously expensive to go to. If you, if you're out of state and didn't have a scholarship, I think it was about $27,000 a semester or something like that. But I, I was quite lucky to have my tuition paid for my, my food, my books, my housing. Yeah, so we, we just had a, a meal card that we could use at the um, at the diner. It didn't cover everything, but obviously it covered quite a lot. So that's quite good. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't yeah, get... Yeah, the, um, the facilities were amazing as well. We we actually shared campus with the Miami Dolphins. And so I uh, they came and trained in the weight room with us quite a few times, which is quite cool. Wow, you claim to fame. <laughs> <laughs> So you swam all the way through uni. Mm-hmm. What did you get up to after uni? What was your goal after uni? Did your goals change whilst you were at uni? So when, when I was young and I, I realised 2012 was the prime, like prime Olympic year and all that, 
Yeah. Um, yeah. I decided make or break. I um, I would quit after 2012 because tra training is uh, horrendous. Like it puts your body through so much. It costs a lot to be a professional. You have to be a professional to be so good. You have to be paid to do it. Um, yeah. And with swimming, unless you're the likes of Phelps or Lochte or uh, actually it's changing these days. There's a lot more money going into it but you have to be the top of the game to get any money to continue the training. So as yeah. I said, make or break London 2012 was the goal. And unfortunately I broke just before it. I, um, I damaged my shoulder, tore some rotator cuff muscles. And, uh, and so that, that put my Olympic dream to bed as such. So after uni, um, my mum was working in Prague at the time. So I went out to visit her before I went and like found a job in the UK. Yeah. And like on my second or third day there I ended up getting a job there just working in a in a sales center so um I was just in Prague selling broadband to the people that lived in England while getting drunk at the same time which which seemed pretty good for someone just coming out of university <laughs> oh my god I bet after staying that black line in the swimming pool you were just like on a mental one yeah and I was yeah, also um, went from England to America to Prague yeah it, it was it was unexpected. It it was more, I think I was planning on staying in America just a little bit longer. And then I thought, nah, let's get back to England. Um, realized my mum wasn't there. And so and I had nowhere to stay and I'd already booked my flights home the next week. So I sort of had to go straight to Prague <laughs> um, until I found some friends to move in with in England. And I ended up being in Prague for about five or six months before coming back to England. So after your lovely trip to Prague and came back to England, what's next? I, I got into a bit of a spiral. I was working in, working in bars, so I was becoming a bit nocturnal. There was a phase mm -hmm. I was working in Weatherspoons, And We've they, they um, as you know, they always have promotions, like the, the yeah. people that upsell in arm breads or the steak sauces whoever upsells the most gets to take a bottle of wine home. Yeah. And so with my marketing degree, oh, I decided- right. we should have mentioned that because you did a <laughs> study whilst at university. We, I, I had that written down on my notes. Yeah. <laughs> um, just swim for four years. Yeah, I'm, I, I, I just, basically I asked my coach what I should study and ended up doing marketing. So that's the degree Fabulous. I got. There we go. So yeah, the marketing degree really helped me in Weatherspoons because I um, I turned around to everyone that orders stuff. And I said, look, if you order this sauce, I've, it's only a pound more. And if I sell the most, I'm gonna get, get to take a bottle of wine home. And most of the people were like, yeah, fair one. That's, that's only a pound and I'll, I'll have a sauce and you'll have a bottle of wine. So- The thing is with Weatherspoons, was... oh, is so easy to upsell if you're like, oh, do you want some surf and turf with that stick? They're like, oh, yeah, it's only that much because it's so cheap. It's so easy to upsell them with a spoon. And that's it, and especially especially because I was being honest with them and just saying, I want you to buy this so I get a bottle of wine. Loads of people were laughing at it and just going for it. Oh, uh, Weatherspoons so, was... I actually really enjoyed working with Weatherspoons. It was good. It was good fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's, that didn't help my nocturnal... Um, no. Okay, uh, nocturnalness because I was getting home after working um, sitting up until about two or three o'clock at night watching How I Met Your Mother on E4, um, <laughs> drinking my bottle of wine and crying. And I was, I, all of a sudden I was like, this is a bad spiral that I'm getting myself into. So I've, yeah. I've 
realized I needed to have something to change my focus back to actually surviving. So what was that survival? What did you decide to do then? <laughs> so as, I, as I've said before, what better way to um, get a bit of routine back in your life than joining the military? Um, and my friends suggested joining the Royal Marines. So that's, that's where I find myself at the moment for the next four weeks. <laughs> okay, so you've said all the way through since we started this podcast that yes, I'm leaving soon. So it is now actually four weeks away, isn't it? Yeah. Which is mental. 31 days today. <laughs> and it's what, the 9th today of February? So hopefully we post yeah. this this week. So it's super, super, super close. I can remember when I first met you, you showed me like a countdown on your phone. You're like, all at 560 days. Mad. Absolute madness. Now here, which is crazy. Yeah, but I'm I'm not I'm not saying the Marines is bad. Like it, it's given me it's given me everything I needed. I needed to get scheduling and um, routine back in my life. Like it's taught, taught me a lot of life lessons. It's given me loads of opportunities as well. So that like I can't I can't complain. Although I haven't done any of the like the actual job role. Well, I've I've done a lot, but I haven't. The question everyone asks is, have I been to Afghan or anything like that? And unfortunately, I haven't. Um, as I was as I was joining up when I was in training, they actually told us that we were pulling out, um, and the Marines won't be going back. So that was unfortunate. But I'm also quite glad I haven't been shot at. Yeah, I mean, like obviously you joined to see some action, but I think you're probably now at a point where you're like, Do you know what? I'm actually quite glad that I didn't. Yeah, hundred percent. But you got to go to some really cool places as well, haven't you? Because you've travelled a lot with the Marines. Yeah, um, we, we did one exercise that took us, I call it my little cruise around the Med. And we went to France, Portugal, Spain, Italy, Corsica, Sardinia, Malta, um, all these places. And that was like actual work that we were doing exercises. We were, we were actually um, doing searches on all the refugees that we were pulling out the water in, and that sort of stuff. Wow. And um, I was part of a quick reaction force for the queen as well um while she was having a government meeting in malta that's awesome lovely queen yeah i mean it's it sounds good but i I can tell you negatives about it but we won't go into that um but yeah definitely what i think about the marines for me is the all the sporting opportunities that i've had i've i've had a great time with that yeah so I know, I know what you've done. I know you've done lots of like wacky stuff, but I think like this is what you always come back to is you talk about the sport. And I think this is probably like the thing that you always talk about. Like as soon as someone mentions me to you, like, but yeah, look at all this sport I've done. So you've swam, haven't you? Yeah. So uh, like I kept it quiet because when I, when I joined, I didn't want to be that guy that swam and, and all that. I've, I've suppressed quite a lot of that until I, until I realised that there was a free trip to New Zealand for three weeks. Hey, there we go. <laughs> so I kind of put my head above the parapet and I was like, I can swim. Um, and so I, I then went to, into services to like trial out for the, for the team that went to New Zealand. Um, I, won, I, I won my inter-service, uh, the 100 metres butterfly. I won that by about 10 seconds because I was really worried about someone beating me. So I, I was there, like, I was really nervous. I was taking pre-workout before the race. Um, and then I realised it was a bit more of a, a social at the same time. So, so, so yeah, I, the, my first of the services we won. We've won all three, well, the following three of them as well. So the last four on the Bounce Navy have won. Um, 
the RAF bought someone in who was a butterfly specialist to beat me. So that's quite upsetting. But <laughs> what they are you going to do? Specialist. They were a specialist. <laughs> yeah, they, they literally found him in training um said oh you're you're good at butterfly right we'll send you to um las vegas to train we'll give you an easy job you can train every day and then you wow. can come back to, into services and, and win for us that's quite nice to know though for god's sake <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of cheating i feel that's cheating 100 like you just be like, be like have a troop and be like oh wait you're good at this let's go not not yeah search someone out so as well as swimming did you do any more swimming? Is there more swimming? More swimming, yeah, just like inter-service competition every year. Mm-hmm. Um, all, all that fun stuff. So yeah. as well as swimming, you've done a lot of bobsleigh as well, haven't you? Not a lot. I, I went, I did one season out there. You've done um, more than I've looking, done. <laughs> I, mean, cool. I was looking to focus, I was looking to focus on actually uh, promoting in my job. And unfortunately, I wish I took the bobsleigh season instead now. Um, but yeah, that was amazing. I, I I think there's always been something in me that has wanted to try that. Okay, um, so as soon as you play everyone just thinks of cool runnings, don't they? Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. That's just what everyone thinks of as bobsleigh. And so bobsleigh, people think. Yeah. Is it like that? Yeah. Um. Well, they famously crash, don't they? So yeah. you don't try to um you don't try to make yeah. it like that. Uh, I only had one quite bad crash and it wasn't in hindsight it wasn't actually that bad we just went a long way on our heads um, which probably saved us yeah um we I had a novice driver so the bloke that bloke that like me was doing it his first time but he he committed and decided to go driver whereas I was the brake man I was the bloke that threw it and then jumped in the back and just hung on for dear life that's so the for me. Oh. the first three days I was like pushing it and jogging after it, like making it nice and slow so that he he could have the sleigh was slow enough that we could um we could get him down safely and help him learn the track. And then one day he was like, all right, let's ramp this up. Let's go about 80 percent. And I'm like, oh, yes, <laughs> I was excited. I threw oh, it no. down, got in and on the third corner of 16, we we're already on our heads. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was that was really fun. And that that brought back a little bit of competition in me. I've, I remember being stood at the top, looking down the, the ice track, knowing that I've got to do the best I can, but the better I do it, the faster this thing's gonna go down that scary track. Yeah, so it's a funny it's feeling. A weird, it's a weird sense of nerves you you get the I had the edge of competition back and I knew that I wanted to compete and you sort of just forget about the scary bit and just crack on <laughs> I like that so whilst in the marines obviously you're still there currently yeah you got into your crossfit that's where your crossfit bug yeah starts, isn't it I, I did a little bit before I um a little bit before I joined but nothing too serious and back then no one really wanted to say they were doing CrossFit because it was still a dirty word. It still kind of is, but <laughs> CrossFit is just like its own little cult, and until you understand yeah. it, you don't understand it. I don't think. Yeah, no, I, I'm a big fan of CrossFit now, and I, I think its methodology and not so much the competing side of things, but the how they want you to like as a health 
health prescription, um, I think it's amazing. I, th I think it's probably the best thing that you can do for training. Yeah, I agree. It's very functional movement based, isn't it? Yes. So that that's like the tagline of CrossFit. It's constantly varied, high intensity, fun uh, high intensity functional movements. So that just means you're doing lots of things that your body should be doing all the time, yeah. all of them as fast as you can, which is which is good. Like it, it's um it stress stresses all of your conditioning that you need, your endurance, your sprint, your aerobic, your um anaerobic your flexibility your strength your power all the principles of fitness that you want to throw out there i was going to go and try and name all 10 but i don't want to panic and not get them all <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know it's like oh no what's what's that eighth one so you've done a lot of courses with crossfit haven't you you've done a lot of CrossFit yeah. courses, haven't you? so the, my my trial by fire with crossfit i actually went straight away and did the um the level one instructors course so that everyone on the course was laughing at me because I turned up to a CrossFit gym, never having been in a CrossFit gym before, never have done a CrossFit workout in a CrossFit gym before. And, yeah. um, and here I was learning how to be an instructor. And they, they thought it was brilliant. Um, and I smashed a couple of workouts that we, we were doing there. And I really picked up on the methodology and nice. bought into the cult, as, as you like to say. Yeah. And I love it. <laughs> well then that's all that matters isn't it yeah so as well as your crossfit coaching have you done any other crossfit courses yes um yes i've done i went to germany and i did the kettlebell course which was awesome you're such um, a traveler <laughs> oh, I just, I, oh i just popped I, I just popped to prague to work in a bar for six oh, i just popped to germany <laughs> um <laughs> The other ones aren't as interesting. I did, well, really interesting was the aerobic capacity course. Mm -hmm. um, that's learning how to actually pace workouts because I would, as a sprinter um, in swimming, I just go balls to the walls right from the start and die and yeah. try to hang on for the rest of the workout. But now I actually know how I should be training and working the right energy system. So that really helps. That's useful. And then, was it last? No, last year it was lockdown. The year before last, I went to Glasgow and I did the gymnastics course and that was really cool like learning about the shapes and stuff how to like everyone loves to, to pull apart the kipping pull-ups but if you do it properly they're really strong they're really uh, beneficial for you they're, they can then better um trans um transfer into like your muscle ups your handstands everything like everything shapes as you probably know as a dancer yes I do. Yeah. <laughs> so they're the three courses that I've done. I, I want to do more. Um, I'm actually working through the UK Strength and Conditioning Association weightlifting and looking to get my accreditation for that as well. So have you competed with CrossFit? Have you done any I did. I said before the Marines, I did a little bit of CrossFit. Um, I was training with Will Kane, which is one of the local really good CrossFitters. He's, I think, he placed at the Asia Championships a couple of years ago and he's on the fringe of going to the games and all that mm -hmm. um and I went and did a competition with him and as much as CrossFit's awesome to bring the community in and everything like that I'm, I wasn't a big fan of the um com competing as such yeah and looking back on it now I think CrossFit as a just a training resource 
is much better than having it as um well for for me as a competitive sport because yeah. I I then start chasing heavier weights, faster times, losing technique, and risking injury, which is the big thing with CrossFit, isn't it? I was just about to say that. Yeah, that's what what you don't want. Yeah, it's the it's the first thing people hear. Well, people say when you do CrossFit, oh, don't don't you get loads of injuries from it? If you do it right, you don't. Yeah, and it's normally the people who've done CrossFit like once or twice say say that sort of stuff. Like, oh, I did that once, got injured yeah so yeah sorry go on no i was just gonna say people that don't know what they're doing trying to go and start doing snatches before they they can load their shoulder correctly yeah completely <laughs> <laughs> I've, had one of the, I've had one of those of those in my treatment room not long ago <laughs> yeah. what are you doing i mean it's, it's good for business but it's not good for longevity is it <laughs> yeah exactly and ideally you don't want your clients to come back because you want them to be like fixed yeah as much as it's nice to have them back. So moving forward, like from the Marines, where do you sort of want to take your CrossFit? How are you going to, where do you want to use that going forward? Yeah. So as I alluded to, I don't think I'm going to do any competitions. I might, there's, there's some fun ones. Like I think there was one in Manchester. I was thinking about going to last year where they, they have like a music festival at the same time and you go and do some workouts. That might be quite cool, That's- but I don't think I'll ever take it really seriously. I'm not going to kill myself on the competition floor to, yeah, I, I don't think I'm going to do that. So you um, won't be seeing the CrossFit it. Games? <laughs> nah, no, I, definitely not. Uh, I might go there as a coach. I'd love to do that. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think I'm going to use it to supplement my training because um, it's awesome. Like I said, I love the training methodology of it. I'm going to bring it in and I want to compete in weightlifting because I've sort of got the bug of that now. Now that I've hit my 100 kilo snatch, which was um, a benchmark for me. So I you, really recently did a, you recently did a weightlifting course, didn't you? Powerlifting. Yes, and that, that, that's, when I, um, that's when I did that. Uh, the, a lot of people's aims is a 100 kilo snatch. And now that I've hit that, like the ceiling's gone higher and I now want to hit like 120 kilos and nothing's... Ever, I, I, I like that. It's... I like the idea of weightlifting almost like golf. You can, <laughs> I know, I know, I know that's a really strange comparison, but you'll get there. Like, okay, you'll never, you'll never be perfect. There's always something that you can tweak to make yourself better. So with weightlifting, you can change your technique slightly, your catch point, your strength, the all your speed, all these sort of things can slowly help you to improve. Like with golf, you can change like where the ball hits the club to the power to swing. Even Tiger Woods wouldn't say he's perfect at golf. Yeah, I know so, you're coming from. Just the, the comparison of weightlifting to golf, that's just made me giggle. But no, I get what you mean. Yeah. You, can hit a, you can't hit a golf ball the same like every single time. Mm. I guess like tennis or something like that. You can't predict. I guess for most sports, yeah. you can't predict road conditions or rain or weather or stuff like that. Mm. So yeah, I, I really like the idea of weightlifting being a sport because as a sprinter, geez, something that lasts only three seconds, that's three to five seconds. That's perfect for me. Like <laughs> get the weight up, put it down, woo, done, happy. <laughs> so I want to um, want to compete with weightlifting yeah. um, with that. And I also want to start doing obstacle course races like Spartan races. You've done some of these in the past, have you Spartans? You've done a Spartan before. Yeah, so... In 2018, before the world went to shit and we could actually have some fun, 
Um, I managed to do the three of them in the year to earn the trifecta, as they put it. Yeah. I did the 5K one, the 10-mile one, and the half-marathon one. Nice. And it's just really fun. Like, you, you don't realise that you're running that far because you're running between obstacles. And yeah, that's fun. And me and my friends, who are unfortunately for him he's in the army um me and him did one together and we both did really well so we're going to look to train to actually maybe compete in that so that'll be fun so that's going to be like a nice little bit of competition because i feel like you've got to have a bit of competition in your life yeah i think i've been missing that recently like just turning up and doing the social swim meets it's it's not really tickled me enough so let's let's get to throwing some heavy weight and running some distances quite quick yeah I think it's nice to give yourself an aim of like oh wait in six months I'm gonna have to train because I need to do this for this race I think that's yeah. quite nice to like as a as an aim for oh mm. uh, Red Bull was starting to do loads of cool events as well I did the uh the Neptune Steps which was a swimming obstacle course race up in Glasgow um you got a, you had to swim against the current in the in the canal and climb up the the lock fate uh, the lock gates and everything like that. Ooh. So I I've done that twice and I love it. Um, they've also got uh, a sand dune race in Margate in the summer, and they've got like vertical um, where you've got to sprint up a ski slope and, and stuff like that. I I love doing random stuff like that. Um, I also saw a race in Sweden, I think it was, and you basically run to a lake swim across the lake run to the next lake swim across the next lake and you continue that for like 10k yeah i think that's so much fun like i i think that's why i like trail running more than like normal running i mm. hate running on a road it's so boring but give me a trail and i'm like oh yeah look at me jump over this puddle Woo, yeah yeah and it's oh, there's a lot coming i can jump over <laughs> like i went for a run today and my sister runs with a dog she canny crosses Canyon crossing is amazing like it's so fun yeah. and we got to this one bit and it's like a little track through and the dogs get so excited because they're just running and it's it's making sport fun so yeah. you get so fed up with just running in a straight line and anything like that that's fun i like that yeah that's that's why i think um crossfit can really complement first of all the weightlifting because there's a lot of olympic lifting movements in it yeah but also because there's so much functionality in the movements that you do in crossfit it should assist me in any of the obstacles I come up with in the Spartan races or the obstacle course races. Yeah, it should step you in good stead for whatever you come across more than yeah. I can run 5k or wait, this is a 20k, I can't do it. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm quite lucky. I've, I've sort of got that mentality that nothing, I'm not going to say nothing's too difficult for me, <laughs> but I'll always give something a go and then yeah. I'm probably too stupid to stop so I'm going to complete it unless I get injured. <laughs> I'm going to say, because I know you, I'm going to agree with that statement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. So what about going forward, like with your business? Obviously you've got four weeks left. What's that your makes next, me so happy. What's your next goals? Like what's your next, what do you want to achieve? It's obviously difficult at the moment I, with stuff going on, but what, yeah. what do you want to try and do? That's that's quite a deep question now. Um, I know it's I mean, more deep than my usual. What's that question? <laughs> Why do you want to do that? What's the Why? meaning of life? What is that? Um, I, I think what I want from the sports massage and then eventually the rehab side of things that I'm going to start doing yeah. is yeah. be able to fund my fun 
I want to I want to be able to when That's I go on holiday <laughs> for example if I if I want to go on holiday to Greece yeah I'll go there for, maybe for a week and drop into the all the CrossFit gyms in the area so I can I'm getting training or I mean I, I really want to run the um run the athletics track in the Colosseum and stuff like that in Rome just go and crack things like do sporting holidays well not sporting holidays that makes it sound really nerdy but make sure I'm doing activities while I'm on holiday and stuff yeah so when you come back and podcast and you'll be like I've just ran inside the Colosseum and you've been sat in (laughs) (laughs) one thing I really want to do is um I want to go to Iceland um yes because CrossFit Reykjavik is one of the most um the highest tourism tourism thing out there because Andy Thor's daughter and yeah. Katrin David's daughter um they they train there and they're beautiful Icelandic women um so I want to go and train there and I also want to run up the volcano that has the funny name yeah I know it's really mean <laughs> and don't forget we have said before you want to be able to shop in Waitrose every week with your nice car every week exactly yeah Get That's a nice goal car, we set ourselves. On the dog walks and um, be able to afford shopping and waitrose, waitrose every week. Waitrose every week. Goals. That is so life that, that's, goals. That's almost tying in with the happy ending, isn't it? It is, we're talking yes. About, talking about what's coming up. So my happy ending is a, is a, a personal one, a selfish one. We'll, we'll go with all of that. We, they're both um, selfish because mine is too. Okay. So as, as I've, we, I think we've now said twice in this podcast, I only have 31 days as recording. 31 days left in the Royal Marines. Um, I am beyond excited for this, um, to be able to come out and help all of my athletes um, with massage, with my rehab tools, and also coaching. I can't wait to start coaching. I can't wait to, for Boris to let us in the gyms and to touch people Boris. again. Come on, Boris. You say March eighth. That's like perfect for me. I finish March March twelfth. Let's Jeez. do this. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Any earlier as well. That that can help. Oh but yeah, March like 8th, tomorrow but... would be really great because I've got nothing booked <laughs> in. Yeah. I I just can't wait for everything to be back up and running. It just seems seems like I I know obviously it's sad. A lot of people have died and a lot of people have been really ill, but the last year because of lockdown it's kept me locked down it stopped me spending loads of money it's like making me focus on the things that I need to be doing for when I'm leaving I I feel I feel like this has been amazing for me (laughs) and it's I mean if it ends when I leave the Marines like it's perfect so it's your (laughs) fault that I've been locked down for the past year and it's been really boring not my fault I didn't eat the bat did (laughs) I I'm kidding I'm kidding (laughs) I'll take Boris I just want to go back to work yeah um so yeah that's my happy ending I'm very happy I'm leaving what about you my happy ending well I moved into a flat in the very start of January and obviously it's lockdown so everything's closed but I now finally have wi-fi and a sofa <laughs> to sit on <laughs> I'm not Amazing. currently sat on yeah uh, I bet that, yeah. like the little things just bring people so much joy isn't it and it's really important especially in times like this the little things at the moment like I'm like oh Look at my plants. It's like, yes, woke up and watered the plants. Oh, no. That is like one of my favourite jobs of the day. (laughs) My big plant in the corner, he grew a new leaf. And I tell you what, I've never been so excited about something in my life as that new leaf. I didn't see it on Instagram, though. 
I know, but I thought people would think I was weird. <laughs> I like the little pause and the look of shock you had on your face then. It was... Oh. Because things like that at the moment bring me so much joy. And if I start posting <laughs> about my plants on Instagram, it's not going to stop. <laughs> <laughs> well, if, if, if it brings reason... you joy, who cares? Who cares what people think? Just well, do that's it. that's it. Because I was flicking through You've my phone looking hair. at... I, exactly. I was just about to say that. I currently have pink hair because I looked back through my, fo- my photos because I had no Wi-Fi. And all I could do was just look through photos on my phone. I looked back at pictures of lockdown one and thought, what a great time that was. It was so sunny. I had pink hair. That was so fun. <gasps> Let's just dye my hair pink again. Back to lockdown one vibe. So Excellent. that's all right. Mm. It's the little things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Little things are important. So we, we've said our happy endings and uh, I think that's about time for us to close up, isn't it? Yes. Awesome. Um, thank you for letting me talk about me. It's one of my favourite subjects. I know. So I thought I'd better let you have your moment. As yeah. always, make sure you follow us on Instagram. I am at CR Sports Massage and Ash is at COA Perform. Make sure you leave us some comments and some likes and some whatever you want on this podcast. Let us know or message us saying what you want us to talk about. If we miss something, skip something, do let us know and we can talk about it again. Yeah! Yeah!